This is a content warning. All episodes of Mysteries Unknown may include foul language, fantasy violence, blood and gore, and worst thing of all, sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks, Wendy. Oh, friends, come join me at the booth. I'm so glad you could make it. I know this isn't usually where we hang out, but I think you're going to want to stick around anyway. Story's about to begin. The city. At first glance, it would appear to be that everything is seemingly normal in this bustling and hustling city. However, not all is to what it appears to be. The mist covers the entirety of this place in a deep purple fog to hide that which could be considered superstitious and paranormal. As the fog rolls through, the milkman that delivers your milk might become the stretched out figure of the crooked man. Or the lovely teller at your bank may turn into the incarnation of Queen Cleopatra herself. Only you, referred to by others like you as Riffs, can see through the mist and see these weird and stunning changes in people that have been touched by its power. This is but one of the many instances that happen in this city. Hello listeners, welcome once again to the Mysteries Unknown podcast, hosted by me, Hunter the MC. And I have a good trio of guests with me today. You've heard them on the Fireside Dice podcast, doing their Magic the Gathering themed D&D campaign. Well, so, introduce yourselves, guys. So, is this going to be just in, like, the same order? <laughs> just... <laughs> We could, all right, do, you can go first, Jens, if you want. <laughs> sure. Um, you guys know me as the Dungeon Master of Fireside Dice. Today I actually get to play, which is a very rare occurrence for me. And today, with our um, City of Mists one-shot, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be doing a character based off of Robin Hood. All right, Riley? Hi, I'm Riley. I, I play Surrey the Warlock from Fireside Dice. Uh, and today, I've never played City of Mist, but I'm going to be playing a, a doctor named Heinrich Schnitzeldorf. He's German, and he has a forged medical license. <laughs> All right. Oh, and Jens, what was the name of your character for this one shot you're doing today? Rowan Hood. Rowan Hood. All right. And last. This is kind of this one's the kind of like the face that you'll see on Instagram, Realms of Role Playing, Skylar. Yep, that's me. Normally I play Bartholomew over on Fireside Dice, but today I'm playing Jensen Withers, photographer, Mythos of the Reaper. It's all happening. I heard your character's name and was like, wait, what? It's like, call an ambulance, but not for me. It's like our group's whole slogan. <laughs> All right. And so, as always, you can find Fireside Dice on most of the podcast platforms that are out there. Spotify, Amazon, Apple, you name it. It's probably out there somewhere. And then you can follow Skylar, who kind of promotes all the, that stuff around the podcast on his Instagram. Uh, you want to shout that out real quick? 
Yep, I'm over on Instagram as realms underscore of underscore roleplaying. Roll, R-O-L-E, not R-O-L-L. Yep. Actually, I never realized that, that you could spell roleplaying that way with the game. That's mm-hmm. interesting. But enough of that. that bleh, losing my words here already. Enough about that. So, we're, we're doing a very special one-shot, kind of a late, kind of St. Patty's Day-themed one that we're going to hop into that I've prepared for these guys. You gentlemen ready? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. The city. Even in the shadows of the daylight, there are things that happen that can be considered both superstitious and paranormal in the city where gods and monsters exist. The milkman that drives down the road, once that mist rolls through, he has becomes the stretched out figure of the crooked man himself. Teller at your bank may just happen to be the incarnation of Queen Cleopatra herself. This is but one of those stories. So, where are our characters today as we come across this, call it a Tuesday morning? It's like anywhere we're, can- we're all hanging out at our favorite little hole in the wall joint, the Syrup Shack. Alright. So are you all sitting at like one of the tables or are you all sitting up at the booth? That's a good question. I've pictured us at one of the booths by the window, like down at a table. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm figuring we're at. I'm gonna keep an eye on the door while we're at it though. Alright. So who's alright, so two of you are sitting in the same chairs. I'm curious to know who's sitting in the same side together. I think Jensen's sitting on the same side as Rowan because something about Heinrich is kind of unnerving. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I figured he'd be <laughs> sitting by himself. And what is Heinrich's... It's, have y'all already... We'll say that uh, y'all are just waiting there. It hasn't been too long. You're sitting waiting for the waitress to come around. And you see this tall bl- woman. She's got blonde hair back in the ponytail. And her tag says, Wendy! And she says, welcome to the Syrup Shack, gentlemen. How can I help you today? Ooh, Wendy, you know, I thought that I was a regular. Do you not know my order? It's like, oh, honey, there's so many people that come in here. You can't expect to remember all of you. Okay, okay. Well, (laughs) um, you know, I love me my pocket bacon. Um, so I will have a side of bacon just to go. And for here, I'm going to do, you know, the big stack. Um, with probably the huckleberry sauce, if we've got that. And then um, eggs over hard. And I think we'll go with the bacon for the meat. Alright, she's just furiously writing down. And side note, I love that we're bringing the pocket bacon outside <laughs> of the fireside dice as well. So I knew that as soon as you were like, this is a breakfast joint, I was like, this has got to happen. <laughs> Alright. She looks at you now, Jensen, and is like, and what you'll have there, sugar? I think I'll go with the ham and French toast platter, please. Okay, she writes that down. And as she turns to Heinrich, Heinrich, I feel like, is doing something at this table right now. What's he doing? Uh, he's perusing the menu, but he's not really looking at it. He's not really reading it. He's just looking at it. Alright. Like, I don't know why. I had this picture that you're just, like, making something out of the jams at the table or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
Heinrich. Heinrich, Earth to Heinrich. Uh, sorry. Uh, coffee, black. Anything else for you, darling? No, that's it. Alright, I'll get this in and we'll have that all out to you here soon. And as she steps away, uh, let's go really quick. Uh, Jens, tell us what Rowan looks like. Rowan, he would like to think that he looks super tough, but he probably looks a little bit disgruntled. Um, big green hoodie with the zipper about halfway down that reveals his brown shirt. Scuffed up jeans, and he go, he's got some combat boots on. Um, in terms of what he would have in his hood, not, I don't think that's super important right now. Um, but the green hoodie is something that many people note about him. Uh, in terms of like face, hair, that sort of thing, kind of mousy brown hair. But he's pretty nondescript. All right, uh, Skylar, give us a description of Jensen Withers. So Jensen looks like your typical hipster, but with a little bit of goth thrown in there. He's wearing a black long sleeve graphic shirt that has like the logo of his favorite band. And over that, he's wearing a plaid vest that has a hood that he's got just laying down across his back with some black skinny jeans and some high top sneakers on. And some okay. like thick, large glasses. And then Riley, give us a description of our favorite Heinrich Schnitzeldorf. <laughs> so Heinrich has short black hair. He also has uh, he has small circular glasses. Uh, he's wearing a white shirt and a red tie, but it's mostly covered by uh, a tan coat that he's wearing with like a a red cross on the sleeve. Um, and then other than that, he's got uh, just a black belt and some black boots and black pants. <laughs> All right, yeah, y'all are just kind of sitting there for a little bit, uh, waiting for your food. Uh, she brings you over, Wendy brings you over your coffee, Heimrich, and any other drinks you have ordered. Uh, you hear, like, the door ding as a group of kids comes in, and you hear someone say, What you doing? <laughs> yeah, and they, so... Speaking to us or just to someone else? In the... They're just talking to each other. You just oh, happen okay. to hear that in the background. I just had to throw that in. So, <laughs> <laughs> And so she brings y'all coffee, waters, whatever y'all need for drinks. And what are y'all talking about? Um, I feel like the first thing that Rowan brings up is what are the most recent goings on in the neighborhood? I think Jensen is on his phone scrolling through articles, like a local news network's articles, looking for any anything that indicates some weird goings-on or any reference to their most recent case that they had been involved in, just trying to see what the... Kind of the same thing that Rowan is wanting to talk about, but he's kind of doing the research, trying to figure out what's going on in the city right now. And, and what is Heinrich doing? I imagine he's, like, he's cleaning his glasses with some sort of, like, little towelette that he keeps on him. <laughs> and look, occasionally glancing out the window. Alright. Let's do our first roll of the night. Let's all roll investigation. Oh, man. Alright. So, first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna go over your character sheets and tell me what powers you're gonna think you can apply to an investigation roll that's applicable to what you're doing. So we'll start with uh, 
Rowan first. Um, I want to start out with the My Home Neighborhood tag from my Logos of Turf of Home Neighborhood. I also want to use my Eavesdrop ability. Okay, just those two? I think just those two. Um, actually, no, we're going to do the Share My Luck with Others, plus three. I'll allow that one for this one, since you're all kind of doing this as a group. So yeah, roll those dice and add three. All right, 2d6. So that is a 7 on the dice, plus 3 is 10. So once we get everyone else's rolls here, you will get three clues that I can answer just straight up. No complications or anything. And then, all right, uh, Heinrich. Um, so it's investigation? Yes. Uh, the only thing I can think of is self-preservation instinct. Uh, that's he, all you... Yeah, cause, just because he's, like, keeping an eye out for things, but that's about it, all I have. Alright, roll just plus one, then. Alright, with both the dice? Yep, 2d6. Oh, I got a... So, it's three plus two plus the one, so six. Yeah, that's a failure, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so Heinrich is just kind of not really... I say, like, you cleaned your glasses, but the, but there's still, like, a smudge that's, like, covering over, like, part of your vision, so you don't get, like, a full view of everything. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, when I do fail of rolls, it's usually a hilarious outcome most of the time, so that's what I like to try to do. <laughs> then, Jensen. Uh, is there a limit to how many power tags I can add? You can add as many power tags as you want, given that they work to what you're trying to do. Okay. You can make arguments for tags, and I have the right to say yes or no. I do okay. warn players, the more you try to use, the more I will more likely apply a weakness tag. So, Okay, that's, that's good to know. So I think I've got four, I want to say. So I've got clairvoyance, mm -hmm. uh, eavesdropping, investigative journalist, and cautious and alert that I would like to add. Okay, I'm going to activate your weakness tag, caught red-handed. Okay. In case you accidentally get someone's attention, so someone gets you look at, get, catches your attention the wrong way or something. So you'll be rolling plus three. Plus three. Okay, so that's going to be a seven. All right, so you also get three clues, but they're going to be fuzzy since that was a mixed success. Okay. So... And also, you don't have to use all your clues right now. You can't bank them. It just, but the only thing is, the clue has to be applicable to like this to the related scene. So you can't just like walk somewhere else and use like one of the clues you got here, kind of deal. So okay, all right, uh, Jensen, you will let you go first. So I have three clues. Yeah, you both have three clues, but Jensen got complete success, so he'll get completely honest ones. And then you got the mixed success, so they'll be truthful, but still kind of fuzzy. Okay. He's Jensen. Yeah, uh, so Rowan goes first, and then Jensen will do. <laughs> yeah, for those, who are for those who are confused, Rowan's player is Jens, and then Skylar's character is Jensen, so... Yeah, I, I didn't think that one through. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit confused at the start. I was like, wait, did he just say Jens and then Skylar start talking? <laughs> um, in terms of these clues, it's something that pertains to my mystery, correct? Yeah, so you said you were talking about, like, latest investigation or current things going on in the city. So if hmm. you want to ask... If 
earlier, you were t- saying when I asked y'all what y'all talking about, you said you were talking about like stuff going on in the city kind of deal. You could ask stuff related to that, see if anything's come up or whatnot, so... Um, I think for my first clue, I would like, um, what sort of political agenda is going on against my neighborhood? And we said your neighborhood was basically, did we say Cross End was your neighborhood for this one shot? I think so. Cross End, Sherwood Road, something like that. Yeah, so of course... For those who follow Sidium is Cross End is more like considered the slums of the area. Kind of not really like poor, but basically the lowest of white the lowest of middle class that you can get for the most part. And basically it's like, yeah, it's like the political the political parties that happen in this large city just haven't really been focused on it. They've been putting more attention on like the more beautiful, kind of more considered beautiful parts of the city, trying to build bigger, better things, and just completely ignoring the people from where you are. And so you, that's basically, it's like, they're not like infringing on you guys, I guess, in a sense, but they're not really like doing anything to help you all either, despite like the outcries. So if I understand that correctly, no current infringement or help in terms of politics. Yeah, basically, they're, basically, they're trying to stay away from that as much as they can, so that they can focus on their own stuff. Okay. For my second clue, are there any current entities or parties that are going after the Merry Men, my gang? Nothing specific, I would say. Like you got your little ruffians. Um, the Cross End had a beast gang, had a beast gang that was like humanoid animal guys that were a problem for a short while, but they were also short-lived. The police were kind of able to take care of them after an incident that happened down by some old church in the area. <laughs> uh, tie-ins to other games I've done, so. <laughs> I, I picked up on that. And But other than that, it's like, just like your little trouble here and there. Maybe a couple bad apples in the police force are like just causing trouble here and there, but nothing major at the moment. Um, and then I think for the third one, I want to lean something into my mythos. So considering that, you know, Rowan really thinks of himself as like a Robin Hood sort of figure for his neighborhood, um, are there any active plans that are going on that are looking to take me out? I'm going to come back to that one for a second, because that's possibly going to tie into whatever question that Scadler may have. So I'll come back to that one here in a second. So, Skylar, mm-hmm. your three questions. So since Jensen was doing most of his research on his phone, looking at the articles and stuff, um, he's picked up on some odd events that have been happening recently that seem to have a inexplicable tie to various holidays at the time. Um, can one? I want one of my clues to be any sort of indication that the upcoming any upcoming holidays may be cause for concern. Um. So I will let you know. Um. So at this time, is we'll say it's the month of March going on right now in the city. So you all know you're not too far off from St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. Okay. And you really, you wouldn't be that concerned about it if it wasn't for, and this kind of ties into the question you asked me for Rowan, if it wasn't for the fact that some recent murders have happened in the city, 
where there's no at the at the time there's no seeming there's no seeming connection between the few victims but all but the victims from these murders were found dead with gold coins covering their eyes and that somewhat answers Rowan's question about something that may try to take him out cuz i would say he possibly have heard through the grapevine that these murders have been happening in the city as well it's going to Find, finding that article and starting to make that connection, this is a recent thing happening. He's going to show the article to Rowan. He's going to say, looks like there's been a string of unusual murders in the area recently or in the city. Um, only constant is a pair of gold coins left on the victim's eyes. Seems a bit Might gaudy, be. doesn't it? A little bit. It's an interesting calling card, for sure. And I'm going to say this really quick. Uh, when Jensen shows Rowan the article, Rowan immediately recognizes that the last victim was a really, like, high-priority, like, rich citizen of the city. I think Rowan would recognize that right off the bat. I can't tell whether to thank this guy or to be worried about him. All right, You still have two more clues, Skylar, yeah, for Jensen if you want to ask anything else. I'm, after Rowan points out that the most recent victim was a fairly influential figure, can my, I want my next clue to be, um, is, what's the likelihood that this particular murderer would strike our neighborhood? So, you're not entirely, so that's going to be one of the ones that's fuzzy, is you can't quite yeah. tell. I'll say there's been about, let's say, four murders related like this that have happened in the city and they've just been in various parts like they're not in they're not in any centralized location at all okay so it's a possibility but there's nothing that would say for sure okay does the article have a picture or so this is this is where my thought process is going. If there's a picture of like a potential suspect or pictures of the victims either before or after they've died, uh, Jensen is going to set his phone leaned up against like the napkin holder so that the picture is facing out, and he's going to pull out a, an old Polaroid camera and he's going to aim the, his camera at the phone screen to take a picture to see if he can get any more insight into these murders through his camera of scrying. All right. I'm going to say right before you did that, uh, Wendy comes back over with a tray of all y'all's food, sets it okay. down, uh, gives you several to-go containers of bacon, Rowan. <laughs> oh, thank you, dear. Uh, she turns to Heinrich. Uh, what's Heinrich been doing this whole time? Uh, probably just, yeah, keeping an eye out. Side still. He's probably just paranoid a little bit. Just sipping this coffee. <laughs> it's like, and she refills your cup for you really quick because she got the cup five pods while she asked, Do you want me to bring you anything to eat, dear? Uh, perhaps some French toast. I think I can arrange that. She gives you a little wink and turns around and walks away. So. Alright, so Skylar, go a little mm -hmm. bit in-depth about Jensen's abilities with this camera. 
So Jensen, being the rift of the Reaper, he has an unnatural connection to death. And that connection manifests primarily in his camera. When he takes a picture of someone, he gets the picture that comes out from what he can see gives hints about how that person will die. Or if he takes a picture of a crime scene, it reveals things that aren't visible to the naked eye about the crime scene. Just gives him that little bit of extra knowledge about situations or people when he takes a picture of them. I have okay. a question. Would all of us be aware of each other's abilities? Yes. you, All three of you would be aware of each other's abilities, as you all are part of the All-Seeing Eye, organiza- all Eye Investigative Organization in this city. You're not like the main ones, but you work alongside them. They're kind of like uh, honorary members in the sense. So whenever stuff comes up, you guys also get the call as well. So, All right. Sorry, I just wanted to clear that up. You're perfectly fine. Yeah, I will, like my listeners know, I will explain stuff as we go along usually. So, because like I said, even I forget things. So, (laughs) (laughs) and most of this I'll be pulling just straight out of my ass maybe. So if I'm (laughs) hesitating for a second, that's why. So (laughs) don't worry. I get the feeling. (laughs) Yep, we've all been there. (laughs) So what does this camera look like that Jensen uses? Um... I have an like, image in my head, but I'm not I'm not quite sure how to describe it. I it's, feel Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I feel like he it's like for this, if he wants like he can do it through almost any camera, but I feel like for this sense, when if he's trying to do something immediately, he pulls out like a store bought Polaroid camera that just prints out the picture right after you take it. So I was picturing uh, an older camera, not like super old, like original camera, but like probably the kind of camera that would have been top of the line in like the 80s or 90s um, that he originally picked up from like a pawn shop or something because he felt like it fit his hipster aesthetic that he was going for. Um, Hold on. So I think I'm getting myself confused. So does he look through the camera and he sees stuff through the camera or does he have to take the picture and then the picture shows him what's missed? The picture. What's like- he looks, he takes the picture and then I'm going to say this particular camera is new enough to have a screen that shows the picture that was taken, and it's on that screen that he can see um, the insights. Okay, yeah, because I was about to say, like, if you try to use a really old camera, you would have to, like, get that process, and that's going to take who knows how long in the city <laughs> yeah, no. time. I'll so, say it's just barely new enough to have a screen. So it's like, well, like, the first ever, like, digital cameras that had a screen mm-hmm. with it, basically. Yes. Okay. So, so this picture actually... So you no no one knows why this city does some weird things sometimes, but this was like a polar not a not a Polaroid a tabloid article. That's what the one I'm looking for. There's <laughs> a, a tabloid article reporting about it, and they actually have a picture of the crime scene with like the guys like, and you can see like some stuff on him, nothing too serious. Mm-hmm. So you you take that picture, mm-hmm. and I assume everything is still in color on this camera when you take the picture on digital yeah. camera. So you just take a quick snapshot of that, and you look at it. So he, this man, the rich man, was in his suit when he died, mm-hmm. and you see, just kind of poking. Just it's barely noticeable. You could have easily, anyone could have easily missed it because it's like a little kind of like a spot kind of lights up almost on the camera. You see, mm-hmm. like the tip of a clover sticking out of the man's jacket pocket. Interesting. 
I think that was your third clue, wasn't it? Yep. All right. Um, do you share this with uh, Rowan and Heinrich? Yes, I think he'll he'll scrutinize the picture. He'll pick up on that little clover and he'll say, um, "This murderer. This is just a guess, but this murderer that's been terrorizing the city recently may be associated with the holiday of the month." And he'll point out with the gold coins on the eyes and the little clover. He's like, "This fit. This has some strong leprechaun vibes. Not gonna lie. I've never been a fan of leprechauns." wondering whose luck's gonna run out first. It's like, I have a bit of fellow leprechauns, not since they killed my Ocelot family. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, everyone. We derailed the session zero where we made Doofenshmirtz jokes, so every now and then one's just gonna pop in my head and I'm gonna have to say. So, fair warning <laughs> to everyone. I've ruined the character. I apologize. So Jensen's gonna put his camera back in his backpack that he's got sitting next to him, and he's gonna start eating his food that Wendy just dropped off. Yeah, so y'all want to talk about anything else while you're eating at all? Or this is y'all's story, so if y'all want to have any kind of conversation at any point, feel free to do so. Hey. You know what, Hmm? Jensen? Hey, pull the camera back out. Alright, one sec. And he, like, pulls out a wipe from his backpack to like wipe the syrup off of his hands before grabbing his camera and pointing it out to show Rowan the picture that he just took. So you said that the gold coins were like always there? That's the one constant that the article mentions between all the murders is every victim has two gold coins placed over their eyes. You know what? I feel like maybe if we hunt him down, we can try and figure out which of us he could go for first. Because if you take a picture of all of us and one of us shows up with gold coins over their eyes, I mean, that could give us an idea as to who this guy's going to target, among us at least, if we go after him. Not a bad idea. I'll say at this point also, while they're having this costume, Heinrich Rindy delivers your French toast at the table and puts it before you with a fresh bottle of syrup and walks away. Delicious. It's not a bad idea, Rowan. I just to warn you though, if I take your guys' pictures, I will know a little bit more about how you might die. Is that knowledge you two want to have? Benson Benson, we've known each other a long time, right? Uh, yeah. Have you ever known me to run out? What was that, Jens? Have you ever known me to run out in the face of death? No. There's, I guess in my mind, there's a difference between being in a dangerous situation and knowing how you'll die. <laughs> let's try that. Let's, let's see if this can work out. Okay. He's going to turn and he's going to line up a picture of Rowan's like profile with the diner signs in the background and it's going to snap a picture. What are you trying to do right now? We're trying... I'm t- taking a picture of Rowan to see if the resulting picture shows him with the gold coins over his eyes to see if he's the next target. Alright, I'll say uh, you take the picture. That's completely fine. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy to give away at the moment. Come on, Jensen. I thought you guys... I, I thought you were, like, you know, connected with death or something like that. 
No, it's not always. I mean, this is like a, it's more accurate if the subject matter is close to death. Okay, okay, so that's why you never get anything about me, is because I'm never gonna die. Sure. <laughs> and he's gonna turn, and he's gonna snap a picture of Heinrich to see to check him, too. Heinrich will just be busy eating the French toast while he does that. I just imagine Heinrich is just, like, yeah, there's a mouthful of French toast dripping <laughs> down his chin. Yeah, it is absolutely the most unflattering picture. <laughs> Going for the same kind of information. Is he the next victim? Uh, so there's no gold coins over Heinrich's eyes, but the scene changes to him in like a science lab and someone hang a self-destruct button behind him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jensen's going to look at that picture, look up at Heinrich and just be like, no, nothing there either. And put the put the camera away. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm trying my best here. <laughs> no, that that was perfect. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's like as long as I have Riley's blessing, I'm gonna just go and keep this do- this train rolling. So <laughs> that would be the way you die. Some <laughs> ways to die. All right, and I'll see so, it. Yeah, um. Doesn't look like either of you guys are going to be the next victim. And I'll sit at this moment, Rowan, you feel your phone vibrate in your pocket. And I can, I would like to think that dinner. Oh, brain. <laughs> I would like to think at this point that breakfast has been, might not be like fully plate clean, but like Rowan's going to pull out his phone. Alright, and you see it's a message from Detective Forsetti of the city police saying that we have another one. We are completely stumped. We need y'all helps. We need your help. Who's Detective what? Detective Forsetti. Write that down. F-O-R-S-E-T-I. Rowan's going to look at the last few bites on his plate. Look at the text message. Slide the phone back into his pocket and be like, alright. Let's let's finish eating. And as you say that, you get another message with coordinates. And this time they're in cross end. I don't like that. I don't like that. (laughs) And Rowan just has this look of absolute shock on his face. Is that from the detective? He just shows Jensen. And, oh. yeah, you see the message and the location of the new Moose murder being in Crosshead now. That's a bit close to home, sir. I need a to-go box. So, we'll fast forward here a bit. Um, okay, how do y'all get around? Do y'all have a car, or what do y'all do? That's a good question. <laughs> Does Heimrich have a get-there-fastinator? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually gonna say like I I'm picturing like Heirik has like one of those big white like Penske vans, but like all the logos been scrubbed off and he like the back of the van is his like mobile lab unit that he's like cobbled together and that's what we get around in. Yeah, that's way better than what I was thinking. <laughs> a big wait, a big white van. Yes. Yep. Like a moving van kind of a deal. It'll- 
Yeah, it'll just say, it'll just say like, uh, yeah, it should be just a moving company van with a big sticker on the side. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what the logo would be, but we'll think of it. Snitzeldorf's Exquisite Emporium. C. I like that. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, you all get your stuff to go. Rowan takes, gets his pocket bacon, shoves as much as he can into his pockets. <laughs> Probably, I feel like he puts some. I feel like Rowan would personally like turn his hood around till you do like how people do the popcorn trick with the hood. Put the bacon in it though instead. Yeah. There's gonna be lots of like surgical needles and a lot of like weird medical stuff back there. In <laughs> a mini fridge that's locked. <laughs> Jensen, as is typical for our group, is going to hop into the back and strap himself into like a little chair that's been like bolted to the back of the van while Rowan and Heinrich goes and sits up front. You hear you hear like a coming from the mini fridge. (laughs) (laughs) He's learned to just ignore the noises of this vehicle. Don't look inside. It's filthy. Don't have to tell me twice, Heinrich. <laughs> he smacks the fridge a couple of times on the top. <laughs> and the noise just stops. <laughs> Alright, hold on to something tight. I, I don't know what's back there. Uh, t- try not to touch any of the needles. Alright. Uh, I, I don't know if I have... I don't remember how many seatbelts there are. Well, is Rowan in the bag too, or is he in the passenger seat? Oh, Rowan's up front. Rowan's gonna be guiding uh, Heinrich to the right location. I mean, I know every street. So I'll say with that, you get there in like 10 minutes tops. Like, you're able to like, just kind of like, speed through the city, and Heinrich <laughs> is speeding like a motherfucker. Yeah, he's an aggressive driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just all like, different German curses coming out of his mouth that neither of you can understand as he's trying to... He's fucking Heinrich, Jensen's just like, if I had taken my picture, I bet I'd be in a car crash. (laughs) (laughs) So, eventually you all come to the, you arrive across end, and you, like I, and then, uh, if I can speak, Rowan takes Heinrich down a couple more streets until you see just a bunch of cop cars just surrounding this one alleyway in cross end. And y'all just kind of pull up maybe like a block or two away, get out, and y'all start heading that way. Yep. Um, Jensen's got his camera out and ready. Yeah, Heinrich will bring like a little bag of medical supplies with him as he gets out. Rowan has got, he's got a pretty wicked knife, but he keeps it underneath the, underneath the hoodie. Um, Rowan? Who would be your most high-profile person in Crossend, besides yourself? No, that would be my my big man, Little John. Oh, <laughs> I wish you didn't say that. Oh, no. So you all come up to Detective Forsetti, and if... Have you, have you, have, have you all played the Wolf Among Us game? Mm-mm. I have not. Uh, anyone at all? 
Hey, As in, like, have I played Among Us? Or? No, it's called The Wolf Among Us. It's a game based around fairy tales. Because there's a there's a detective in there that's the big bag wolf as a human. And this is what this detective for city looks like. Mm. So he's a big, burly man, hairy arms, long brown hair, uh, five o'clock shadow, smoking, just smoking cigarettes out the wazoo. Detective? And then, like, these... These deep brown eyes, too. As you all walk up, he's just... He's got, like, a few cigarettes already around at his feet. As he's just kind of, like, just barking orders at some of the other cops in the area. And then he lays eyes on you guys. He's like, ah, good. You finally made it. I mean, this is my home turf. Like, I'm going to keep it safe as much as I can. What seems to be the issue? He turns to you, Rowan, and he his uh, he his, he immediately frowns, and he's like, "You're really gonna want to see this." And so his so he just kind of takes you all over, and there's even though there's t- uh, there's police tape around, he takes you all under it up to the body, and you see, it's his body is pretty much his guy's body covered with like one of the white tarps, but his face is still exposed. But even with the gold coins on his eyes, you reckon you know this is Little John. He's got the gold coins. The, he's got the gold coins on his eyes. Yep. Oh man, Johnny, what did you get into? Jensen is going to reach into his bag and he's going to pull out some gloves and start pulling them on. He's going to look over at Detective Forsett and He's like, "Do we have free reign at the crime scene?" I've already... The only cops that are here now are the ones that I trust. They don't know anything about you guys or anything. And I'll let you all know right now, the reason Detective Forsetti reaches out to you all is because he too is a rift. You all just don't know what he's a rift of at this moment. Okay. So with the gloves on, Jensen's going to kneel down and gingerly pull back the tarp to reveal the full body, and then he's going to pull out his camera snap a picture to try and glean some more information so i need you to roll me another investigation roll for that yeah, yeah while he's doing that can i uh, investigate the body as well like assess what may have happened to him yeah so you'll roll investigate for that as well uh does Rowan want to do anything um i honestly i'd like to talk to Forsetti about some of the rest of the stuff that's been going on. Has he been in on any of the other investigations for this now serial killer? Because I'm pretty sure that it's five kills to get to serial killer status. So don't ask me how I know this, but it's actually three or more for serial killer status. (laughs) Difference between a murderer and a serial (laughs) killer? Yeah, the same question came up in a previous episode of Mysteries Unknown. (laughs) It actually did, and it's like both me and one of my British buddies are now probably on the list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Skylar, you asked first, so we'll roll for Jensen's investigate first. So what do you got tags you gonna right. use? So I'm gonna use clairvoyance again, camera of scrying, investigative journalist again, and familiar with crime scenes. So plus four. As long as there's no weakness tags. Yeah, I'm not going to use one this time. Go ahead and roll four. Okay. Oh my gosh. What? Snake eyes! That's oh. a six. Oh. 
So, one thing I will give away, though, is when you pull back the sheet off of him, he mm-hmm. has long, deep cuts all over his body. Like, long, like maybe a good couple inches long, deep cuts. So not just like so nothing like like nothing any normal knife could do, but when you snap that picture, it's like it can't. It's like you look at it. It's like it can't make heads or tails. Like it's like it's coming off like fragmented. Like there's like there's something there that it doesn't want you to see. All right, Heinrich's turn. All right, so I was thinking I could use uh, basic human an- basic human anatomy, a medical doctor, and assess somebody's health for a plus three. How does assessing somebody's health help with a dead man? Oh, true. He is he is just dead. I, I, I can't. It's not assessing his death. I guess. So just roll plus two then. All right. Yep. Oh, I got six plus four, and then the plus two. So, you, 12 total? Yeah. Woo! Synthetic 12. All right, come back to you here in a second. Uh, all right, Rowan's turn now. So my guess is that this is a convince action. Um, no, this is still investigate. You're asking him questions. Okay. Um, so in terms of my additions, I'm going to do Knows the Way of Thieves and a Serendipitous Turn of Events for plus two. Okay, go ahead. Seven plus two is nine. So you'll get to ask two questions, but they'll come off fuzzy because you got a nine for mixed success. So we'll cut back to Heinrich really quick. Uh, what's you have two questions that I get to answer truthfully up front. All right. Oh, jeez. Okay, so he has cuts all over his body. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can I tell, like, what type of, like, what weapon was used? Like, was it a knife or, like, a big, like, or... How familiar would Heinrich be with, like, knives and all that? Uh, pretty familiar. He sees a lot of, like, stabbings and stuff, or... He, it's kind of like a mobile... Medic clinic that he does, and if he sees someone wounded, he'll like try and help them a little bit. So I'll say, as you kind of like just take a look, close look at one of the cuts, you notice that it's kind of like it's like it's like it re- it's like it curves almost into the body, like it like digs into the body before coming back out. So it's almost like a curve, some sort of curved blade is what did this. Okay. And can I tell if it, like, if he was knocked out first? Or if he, like, struggled? Um, yeah, there's, like, bruises on his body. His knuckles are pretty bloody. So you could say Little John put up quite a hell of a fight before he was ultimately bested. Okay. I think that's my two questions, yeah? All right. So it's your turn, Rowan. So you're talking to Detective Forsetti. So I feel like the conversation kind of starts out with what was going on. How did you get the call? Um, Which isn't one of my big questions. My first of the big questions is... (coughs) Sorry. 
Is this guy targeting Mister? Is, is he targeting Rifters? Um, so, the Forsay still is just still smoking away like no other, and he's like, well, the answer to the first part of your question, what your little scoundrels called, said he found him earlier today, and they just got us all, they didn't tell us about it till later on, which is why we're now out here so late, stinking city police department. And then, hold up, what was the question again? I completely, completely slipped my mind now. <laughs> this guy targeting rifters. Um, so, yeah, Detective Force just kind of answers, I have no idea. It's this, everything's like, there's no pattern to this. It's like very randomized almost for the most part. And we get some beat cops into the neighborhood, make sure that this place stays safe. Is that your second question or is that kind of just a follow-up kind of flavor question? I have a follow-up. And and Detective Sage just kind of gives you a sad look, and it's like, Rowan, I'm pulling as much strings as I can already. Dave, I'm. It's even hard. It's even. Uh, Forsetti, yeah. Forsetti, I get it. I, I'm sorry. I'm just. I understand your frustrations, kiddo. But it's even. It's difficult already enough to even sit down with the city council, let alone visit the governor himself. They're like, like every time I try to put in stuff. They always tell me that, oh, it's not in the budget. They're too busy. You, you know how these politics work. Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. Did you still want to have another question? or? Yes, I do have another question. Um, how, how close are these? Uh, is there another crime scene from the... From the serial killer that we could have access to, are they all scrubbed? He he ponders for a second, and he goes, uh, "I know the last one was in the old quarter, and I think because of it's like they got basically they were basically called out here as they were almost about to scrub it, but they didn't get to it. So if you get there fast enough to that out to an alley in the old quarter, I'll text you the location." You may be able to find something there, possibly. All right. Thank you. So, just to let people know, and you guys would also know this too, the old quarter is the more architectural part of the city. This is like kind of like where the city's history is like located and all that. And this is also like where the mist. So, the mist hides everything from people who don't have rift powers like you all and in the in the in the uh, old quarter area of the city the mist is almost non-existent so a lot of rift activity takes place in the old quarter heinrich jensen i've got a lead hopefully it tells me more than this place did indeed we've got to go quick though we hurry and hop into the van <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Detective Force City, Rowan, you get a text on your phone of the location of the old quarter where the last crime was. And as you all are heading out from another alley, just a tiny figure peeks around the corner, and you see the faint, uh, you see a faint outline of a green suit and green hat, and a hee <laughs> before it disappears back into the alley as you all drive off to the next location. Then we actually see that? 
no, this is oh dang, like a cinematic element. This I figured it was touch. I would have slammed on those brakes, man. I know, right? <laughs> Very cinematic as this is all happening as you all get in the you get in Hyrick's car and speed off to the old quarter. I think as we're driving, Jensen, while still trying to like stay in his seat and not die in the back of this van, he's going to be fiddling with the settings on his camera to try and see if adjusting anything will help him glean more info from the next crime scene. Since he didn't, he's very frustrated that he got nothing out of the last one and that something was hiding things from him. All right, so we'll make this a change the game roll. And this Ooh. is to basically, you're going to give it, basically, we're going to see if we can give your camera, like, a status to be better. Okay. So, what tags do you want to use for that? Um, let's see. Got to pull up my character sheet. Let's see. Um, I think the only one I have that really feels applicable is professional camera. Alright, go ahead and roll plus one, then. Another six. So you do a little bit, and you think you may have gotten a little bit better, but it's not by much. But you'll okay. see when you test it out next, I guess. What's, go- yep. what's going through Rowan's head as, as y'all are heading towards the old quarter? I think that I'm going to half telling Doc where to go. Um, but the other thing that Rowan's thinking about is he's he's starting to send some messages out to people. He's going to get in contact with Pius Tucker. He's going to get in contact with Alan from Dale Circle. I mean, he's going to get in contact with his merry men and be like, hey, you know that someone found out that Johnny's out. Um, I want to make sure that y'all are safe. All in. Yeah. And out of just curiosity, what how would you what would little what would you describe little John to look like? Little John, he was the biggest dude on the block. And Johnny, he was he Johnny was like our he was he would play basketball. He looked just it's not monstrous, but he was like he was a bigger dude. Um that's the biggest thing about him. And Oh man. The other main piece about Little John is that he was just he was he was everyone's homie. Just in with everyone and had my back through thick and thin. I know that that's not like a really good physical description, but it's really I've, difficult to think about him especially cuz he's gone. I've been picturing like a giant bear dude. Like a huge bear man. So as you're thinking about accurate that would be, but as you're thinking about this, Rowan, you get texts from all your merry men, think saying, "Yeah, we we've heard the news from some of our sources too. We're going to be on alert. We'll let you know if anything comes up." Kind of deal. You're thinking about like the times you and Little John fought side by side to help fight the corruption in the city and to help the downtrodden. You remember Little John's weapon, his giant. Oh, what do they call it? Like his giant staff. And that's when you realized it wasn't anywhere at the crime scene. I'll shoot a message out, um, probably to Alan. Be like, hey, Alan, did anyone have Annie's little stick? 
So in City and Mist, another thing that happens is relics are always disguised as like everyday objects. So we'll say that despite Little John's uh, size, just due to an injury he probably sustained at some point, he walked with a cane. But this cane could also turn into his like his fighting staff. And what and what'd you say, Alan? Alan Adale. He messages you back and says, uh, we haven't seen it. We know John always kept it with him. Hey, I just wanted to check in. Sorry. Anything else you guys want to... What's Heinrich? Is Heinrich just still focused on trying to get there? Still speeding like a maniac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's also keeping an eye out for people who look like they're in pain. But yeah, he's probably mainly focused on driving fast. Yeah. So I would assume Rowan will also know like the streets to get basically I think Rowan would know streets to get everywhere in this city by heart. So he's you're like and also ten minutes tops, you speed through, more German curses later, you all arrive at the location in the old quarter. And you see there's still like the caution tape is still kinda up, but it's hanging limp. And there's still like a couple blood splatters from the last crime that happened there as well. Just right off the bat when y'all walk up to the crime scene. I assume the body's already been moved, and it's just like the rest of the stuff that was needing to get cleaned up, right? Yes, the body's already been taken care of. It's just the crime scene was not get able to get properly cleaned up before the call was in for the newest crime. Okay. Jensen's going to take another picture and hope that this one turns out better than the rest. Alright. And I will also let you know, as it... Every time the scene changes, you can reuse tags you used before. It's only if you're on the same scene and you try to do the same thing twice, you have to use different tags each time. Oh, so I want to okay. make I want to make sure I remember to make sure I specify that. So because this is technically a different scene in this game, you can you reuse any tags you used before to take your pictures with, like you have. So, so yeah, I'm gonna use clairvoyance, camera of scrying again. Um, familiar with crime scenes, so plus three. Oh, plus four, investigative journalist as well. I'm going to activate fragmented story for the weakness tag because, just because you were having the issues with the camera earlier. That makes sense. What'd you get? Snake eyes again. Oh! So it's a five. Oh my gosh. I'm going to make this I'm a little interesting. Dice. I'm going to make this interesting. So you Decent take a picture... And it's, it's, again, it's, like, distorted. Like, there's still something here that doesn't want you. Mm-hmm. But if you look closely at it, like, the green parts and the distortion almost look like they're forming a four-leaf clover on your camera screen. Hmm. Benson, you got anything? Whatever's... I got nothing. Whatever is doing this is something else. Normally, I don't have this much difficulty figuring things out. Anyone want to do anything else? Mm-hmm. I guess I can take another look at the body <laughs> real quick. It's well, the body's not be... there. Oh, okay. It's just blood splatters. There's... Yeah, there's blood splatters and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to roll biscuit for that, you can, so. Jeez. Yeah, I don't even know what I would be looking for. Um... <clears throat> Let me see. I could possibly... Um, 
You can, yeah, if you don't have anything, you can just do a flat roll and see, and that'll give you at least a minimum of one clue to work with. Alright. Uh, how about an eight? Okay, you get one clue, and I'm just gonna go ahead and give it to you straight up. I'm not gonna make you ask for All this right. one. Uh, so you bend down, and I hope he's wearing gloves, because I feel like he's tracing his hands along the blood splatters. <laughs> yeah, and he, he tries to wear gloves on when he's touching gross stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and you feel your hand run over something, and you pick it up, and it's a bloody four-leaf clover. Ah, yes, it, it would seem that we are dealing with leprechauns. Sure about that, Doc? And he'll show it to show the bloody four-leaf clover to both of them. The clover is definitely seeming to be a, a trend. through line of these murders. And this leprechaun seems to enjoy slicing things multiple times. Um, I just realized, uh, Scholar, would Jensen have shown that the green pixels were making an outline of a four-leaf clover on his camera? Would he I have shown that? With how low my roll was, I don't think he gives that much credit. I think he noticed it and just sort of was so frustrated that that's all he got that he doesn't even care. He's like, he didn't show them anything. Alright, because that's one of the things I usually do was unless you tell the other players, none of them will know unless you say mm -hmm. otherwise. So that's yeah. how I play that one. So, alright. Uh, Rowan? Doc, what makes you think that this is a leprechaun? I mean, seriously. You know that there was a four-leaf clover on this guy and a four-leaf clover on the other guy. I mean, between the gold coins and that, I get what you're coming from, but are you sure? Well, I've never personally seen one, but you can never be too certain. I don't want them to start going after the rest of my guys. Jensen's going to pull out his phone, and he's going to like hop into his Maps app and see if he can find the location of every Irish pub in town. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, kind of. Uh, how do I want to do this? Hmm, I feel like you have to roll for that somehow. Okay. Um, let's do another change to the game. We'll make another change to the game. Okay. Um, let's see. And, hold up, really quick, are either, is Heinrich or Rowan helping out at all? Yeah, I'll help out with this. Okay, I'll let you start off with a plus one already then for that, Skylar. Okay, cool. So if you um, want to add other tags to that, you can. I think I'll do the Rage at the World power tag. And, like, Jensen went through a very dark time, so I imagine he's very familiar with the local pubs. <laughs> so I'll do just that and the plus one you gave me. Okay, plus two then. Eight. So there is a pub. Okay. But, it's pr but you look at... Your uh, your Google Maps, <laughs> and it says it's currently closed at the moment. So because it's a bar, it's not open at this time of day. What time of day is it? I'd say it's probably about now, getting close to noon. When does this place open up? Um, it's a bar, so it probably won't be until like five or six. Think anyone's gonna be in there right now? That's a good question. I could see maybe the owner or the workers being there getting ready for the day, but I doubt there will be any customers. You say we sneak in. Pity, pity, pity the, oh, these foolish fuckers three. You all suddenly hear just kind of echo around you all in the old quarter. 
spin around. I'm looking like, where did that come from? What is going on? Oh, the lies this city holds. Oh, it leaves such a sight to behold. Yeah, you're just hearing this voice, but none of you are seeing anything right now at this moment. Um, would there be a way for me to sneak around using my magically created distraction? Always land on my feet tags. Try and figure out where this um, voice is coming from. Okay, so that's going to be where first you have. To, I need you to investigate to figure out where the voice is coming from, and then you have to do a sneak around roll for to try to get closer to. Right. It. So in terms of investigate, um, I'm going to do the eavesdrop and know the way of thieves. Okay. Just those two. Just those two. So six on the dice plus the two is going to be eight. Okay, so I would say you guesstimate that it's coming from possibly somewhere across the street when you focus in on it. Okay. And then... And there's like a couple old buildings across the street. Now, for the sneak around, so this is considered a linked move, so the tags you use for the investigate, you can't use for this one. So I'm going to do magically create a distraction for this one and always land on my feet because I think that this guy might be the one that did in Little Johnny. All right, so plus two again. Seven plus two, nine. Right. Um, okay, how does this distraction work? Um, I think with the distraction, I think it might even be like a I leave a shadow copy of myself there. It looks like it's still just looking around. Meanwhile, I'm going around the building and to the other side. Okay, so let me look at something really quick. So you just somehow sneak away and you leave a shadow copy there. And nothing's happened yet, but because you roll a nine, you hear the leprechaun say, Who uses magic to get away? In your place there you shall stay. And around the uh, Rowan, not Rowan, uh, Heinrich, Jensen, and your shadow clone, these green constructs of other leprechauns suddenly just pop up. Just poof, 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 poof. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and so it's just the three with the the, the shower club with the Krippicons, and you are, and Rowan is, we're saying, sneaking away to the other side. Trying to get to where this voice is coming from. All right. So you're going to, so you're sinking into one of the, the building right across the way from where you all were. And yeah, uh, Jensen and Heinrich, what are y'all going to do with these uh, construct leprechauns surrounding you? Um... Jensen is going to... Are they, like, all the way around us, or are they just, like, cutting off the entrance to the alleyway? There are four circling around you currently. Okay. So he's going to... Jensen's going to turn so that his back is to Heinrich and the Shadow Clone, um, hoping that they'll have his back. He's going to reach into his backpack and pull out a wicked sharp sickle that he keeps on him as his form of defense in Cross End, and he... Gets ready for a fight. Yeah. So, right. are you, so are you going to swing at one of them, or are you waiting for one of them to attack first? He's going to wait for one of them to attack first. All right, then, uh, Heinrich, what are you doing? Oh, Heinrich will go into his medical kit he has, and he's going to pull out his trusty bone saw. And uh, maybe I could... Maybe I could use um, the elixir of life for to give both of us temporary immortality. 
Um, okay, that's gonna be a change to the game if you want to do that to kind of give you mm. juice y'all up a little bit. So, what do tags you gonna use for a change the game roll? Uh, I think all I have is the temporary immortality from the elixir of life relic. Oh, so just plus one then? Um, unless. Oh, uh, would pharmaceutical engineering give me, like, a good way to administer it? I will allow that, yes. That's a perfect argument for that one. I'm so. also an expert of internal medicine, so if it's being injected, maybe plus three? <laughs> um, I'll say with the way things are po are heating up in this, in this scenario, that you're not going to really rely on your expert knowledge too much. You're just trying to get- you're just trying to get y'all juiced up, basically, for this fight. Dirty. Yeah, who- He'll pull out his trusty syringe gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. What? I got a six. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so Jensen just feels some stab into his arm, and then nothing happens. Oh, no. It's like, oh, that, that's what's the empty needle. Oh, oh. <laughs> shut up, shut up. <laughs> Okay, um... You mean that's Ben and someone else already? <laughs> no, 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 it, it's... It, I, I think it's clean. It, I, I think. You think? <laughs> we, I'll check you out later. While the Shadow Clone is still going, huh? 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 Doing, like, the video game NPC. Oh, yeah, it's it's literally... Mm -hmm. It's it's not meant to be there for combat. It's meant to be something that just... There to, so I can get away. <laughs> All right, so, all right, so since so one of the uh, leprechaun constructs is gonna leap out at you, uh, Jensen, uh, Skylar's character. Mm -hmm. um, you're gonna roll face danger, but you're starting off with a plus one since you said you were waiting for them to attack first. So I'm giving you kind of an edge on this. So you're all starting right. off with a plus one. So how are you avoiding danger? Um, I'm going to do. I'm going to add my cautious and alert tag as well as the shadows conspire to hide me tag. Implying like since we're in an alleyway, it's kind of a darker area. The sun isn't shining very brightly. So he, his form is kind of hard for the leprechauns to hit. And he's very cautious. That cautious and alert nature that he has made it so that he could kind of see based on their body movements what they were going to try and do. I'm going to activate nowhere to hide because even though the sun's not full, the sun's like not fully out. You still don't really have much of where to go in this alleyway. That makes sense. So just plus two then. Uh, I thought was that four? I thought you said originally. And no, then, so it, it was just the shadows conspire to hide me and cautious and alert. And I think you gave me one a plus yeah. one. Oh yeah, two. So, I yeah. thought it sounded like you added three for a second there. My bad. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. So yeah. So you still will get like a status, but it's not going to be as bad. Okay. So you dodge out of the way, as the slipper gun says. But the does these contracts, even though their contracts have these sharp nails that just kind of graze across your leg, you see like these three catches right across your leg, and you get like a cut one status. All right, Heinrich, one's going to hop at you. So what are you going to do to face danger? Uh. He's gonna try reaching for the bone saw that he recently pulled out and just try <laughs> giving it a good, like, just try, like, getting a nice cut on it with it, I guess. Were you supposed to have a tag for bone saw? Uh, medical doctor? 
Okay, yes, I'll allow it. A medical doctor would have a bone saw. I just imagine you have like one of old, those old school black medical doctor's bags you just carry around with you constantly. Yeah. So, just so medical doctor then, or? Uh, yeah, and then. Uh, I don't know if aggressive repression would work, but I have. Oh, self preservation instinct. That's a good. Uh, Alright, plus two then. No, I got a seven. Oh. Well, so, yeah, same thing that happened. So Jensen, the left currently set you. You dodge out of the way, but this time it grazes across your shoulder with a cut one status for you. And as this is happening, we're going to cut to Rowan. Uh, I need Rowan to make another sneak around roll as he's about to enter the building. Hey, so for this, I would like to do my tags of leap over obstacles. Mm-hmm. And as quick as lightning. Okay. As well as knows the way of thieves. Uh, no, let's do eavesdrop to see if I can pinpoint where this is in the building. So leap over obstacles, quick as lightning, and eavesdrop plus three. Go ahead. Four plus three, seven. All right. So, yeah, you're making your way, but you're you're, you're trying to be careful. The floor is kind of creaking a little bit here and there. As um, hold on, I have to think of a new rhyme now at the top of my head. <laughs> As you just hear him say again, "Oh, pity, 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 the look at these fighting fuckers three. And you hear that coming from the top floor of the building. And it's only like a three-story building, so you're not going to have to like run up 15 flights of stairs or anything. Don't worry. Okay. So, but yeah, you're still kind of slowly just making your way up there, trying not to be careful. And as you're doing that, we'll cut back to Heinrich and Jensen fighting. All right. What are you guys going to do? That's a really good question. I think... Heinrich might show up. There are too many of them who need to leave. I agree. Um, I got it. Let's leave. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all, you two are just going to try to book it? I think so. (laughs) Get back Um, to the van. All right. This is going to be a go toe-to-toe roll because you're going to try to be running out from these away. You're going to still be trying to run away from these four goblins as they're like trying to converge in on you. So you're both going to have to roll go toe-to-toe. So give me your tags first, Skylar. I'm gonna, the only tag I have that I think can work is slip past security. He's used to dodging past people to get around him. All right, go ahead. Just plus one then. I won't be too evil on you. That's a six. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doing so bad. Heinrich? Uh, all I have is self-preservation instinct, and I just use that. I'll let you do it again for this. I won't okay. be too mean. Okay. Come on, no six. One fell on the floor. Reroll it. Okay, I got a. Okay, I got a nine. Okay, so you both start running past. So there was like two goblins, not two goblins, two leprechauns going at each of you. You Heinrich slips past the two, while Jensen is immediately tackled to the ground by these four leprechaun constructs. Oh no. Uh oh. <laughs> End of part one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mysteries Unknown podcast. The background music you hear is from the official CMS soundtracks made by Son of Oak Studios. 
The content warning at the beginning was done by Ryan Bravo of Odd Loot. Any other characters and content mentioned on here belong to the rightful creators and owners. My name is Hunter the MC, and join me next time as we investigate the City of Mist. <laughs>